Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blockbuster summer movie season is happening in theaters, but on TVs, it's blockbuster streaming season. The second volume of Stranger Things season four premieres on Friday. We'll talk about its return and the current catalog of geeky shows to watch, as well as what's coming soon. I'm Oscar Gonzalez, filling in for Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining us is CNET reporter Sean King. Welcome, Sean. Hello there. <laughs> so, Stranger Things, season four, volume two, is coming out. Can you give a quick explanation of what Netflix did with splitting up this, this newest season? So previous seasons of Stranger Things dropped all at once. So the first three seasons, just one Friday each, they they all dropped. And so you could just blast through them in a day or a weekend if you wanted. Uh, Season four has been a little different in that the first seven episodes hit Netflix at the end of May. And the final two are coming this Friday. And what's been the reception for season four? How how have the... People have uh, have enjoyed it, and uh, critics, and also uh, has been really popular on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So people seem to love it. I'm seeing a lot of the same criticisms in terms of like some of the storytelling and um, some like it feels drawn out in places. But I think it it ended pretty solidly. Uh, this season alone has been already responsible for. 880 million hours of viewing, according to the Wall Street Journal. Those are the latest figures. And it's going to quickly cross a billion after the final two episodes land on Friday, I think. Uh, The number of viewing hours has been helped by the fact that the episodes of this season have been super long. They're all over an hour. And episode seven, which was the last of the previous bunch was an hour and 38 minutes and that was mostly an exposition dump about the villain just not to go into spoilers um but don't worry the finale is even longer episode nine which was coming on friday uh is two hours and 30 minutes long it better be good <laughs> that's a, that, that's even that's even more than most movies these days it seems that Stranger Things has made a music impact this this season. But what, what's this? What's the whole scenario regarding Kate Bush and uh, Stranger Things that's becoming a whole phenomenon right now? Yeah, so Stranger Things is all set in the eighties, and season four is set in nineteen eighty six. Uh, Kate Bush's nineteen eighty five song "Running Up That Hill" plays multiple times in season four, and it features heavily in one of the season's most intense scenes. Um, it's used very effectively, uh, which introduced the song to a whole new generation of listeners and hit number one on iTunes and got super popular on Spotify as well, um, which is good because I believe that music from the 80s is the best and every other decade sucks by comparison. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, with Volume uh, 2 coming out, I know my backlog of shows is it is literally busting at the seams. 
Uh, let's get let's get get a rundown of some of those the big geek shows uh, that people should be aware about. It, that maybe um, they're they're not paying attention, or they're focusing on other stuff. If they want to get some geeky shows, what's out right now? Because it seems like a lot. Focusing on real life, hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are millions and millions of shows. It seems so. So the boys, uh, uh, season three. Um, is on Amazon Prime. Uh, where's the Orville on? Is that on Amazon Prime as well? No, that's on Hulu. Aha! And then there's Ms. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. That's a Marvel show, and that's the first season of that. Um, and Umbrella Academy season... Is that three? Season three, I think so, yeah. Yeah, is on Netflix right now. So, And then there's Westworld season four, which is on HBO. Um, just, just just, constant stuff. Now, look, sometimes it's good to take a step back and think, actually, these are TV shows. I can watch them whenever I like or not watch them at all in some cases. Um, so, yeah, it's good not to think of them as obligations or anything like that. Uh, and maybe just go by quality or what your friends are watching. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Make sure you get outside. Uh, a franchise that had some big news recently uh, was Game of Thrones. Apparently, there's a new series along with the new show that's coming soon. So uh, what's the breakdown of those two, the, the the show that's coming out, as well as the show that was announced? So the show that's coming out uh, is House of the Dragon. Uh, that's a prequel about the Targaryen family set 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, and that starts HBO on HBO on August 31st. And I'm going to watch it like... Uh, I would have said that from seasons one to four, Game of Thrones is the best show I'd ever seen. Uh, and then it kind of got worse after that. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't think it was ever like truly, truly terrible. Um, and then the other show that was recently leaked uh, and confirmed there's a spin-off about Jon Snow set after Game of Thrones that's in development um, apparently Kit Harrington who played Jon uh, suggested it to series author George R. R. Martin and HBO um, honestly like, I, I think everyone will go for that Like people loved Jon Snow uh, and uh, his uh, it's been a while, but I don't think anything like he did was were the things that people disliked about Game of Thrones in its latter. He was all super compelling. Um, the main series, we're getting into slight spoiler territory. Actually, major spoiler territory, but that show's been over for like three years or so whatever. Um, ended with John rejoining the Night's Watch and leading the Wildlings beyond the wall. So there's plenty of storytelling potential there, and he could always return to... Westeros and I don't know I don't know what he'd do <laughs> he could maybe just check in with everybody see how everybody's doing uh, yes a, a yeah. big cameo episode yes yes check in with Bran and see how uh, see if uh, there's anything he, he could help out with um, so a, a big geek show that, that ended just recently was Kenobi on Disney Plus uh, what's the next series for Star Wars fans because Disney is definitely going all in with the TV shows instead of the movies it seems yes so the big next big Star Wars show is Andor which is a Rogue One prequel about the Rebels by Cassian Andor and that's starting on Disney Plus on August 31st which is the same day as 
House of the Dragon. Uh, <laughs> and isn't Lord of the Rings, isn't that show coming around the same time, like within a few days, the new Lord of the Rings show? Yeah, that's coming on September 1st. Uh, that's starting on September uh, 1st. We're going to have to do this whole podcast again in the, at the end of August. <laughs> and, yeah, and they're on three separate streaming services. Um, yep, that's, that's, that's a lot for people. Uh, but look, I I have absolute faith in Andor. I think it sounds like it's going to be a pretty intense spy show, and it won't be about the Skywalker family, which sounds like kind of a relief because uh, we've gotten a lot of the Skywalkers. Um, yep, yeah, super excited for that. Oh, and there's also uh, so this is kind of getting into like behind the scenes territory. There's also Light and Magic, which is a new documentary focused on industrial light and magic, the special effects house that George Lucas created in the 70s. That's starting on July 27th and will be six episodes long. And for those who want to turn off the TV, apparently there's a really good Star Wars book out that you rave about a lot on Twitter that you reviewed. What is it and uh, what's it about? Yeah, so, okay, I did express relief about, like, getting away from the Skywalkers, but, so, Shadow of the Sith features Luke Skywalker pretty prominently. It is set... Between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, uh, which is a super mysterious time period that everyone is fascinated by, um, and it's about Rey's parents, which uh, you you remember 2016, where everyone was like, "So who's who's who are Rey's parents? What's going on there?" And this kind of this reveals them completely, um, and they're fascinating, and. Luke is really awesome. He's like a super powerful Jedi in it, and he's essentially what people hoped he'd be in the sequel trilogy. Um, uh, yep, it's great, and everyone should read it. And, it. and it's currently out on bookshelves or uh, Kindles, if you go that route. Kindles or audiobook stores, yes. All right, well, thank you, Sean, for your time. You can check out his stories and reviews at CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from Roger by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For the Daily Charge, I'm Oscar Gonzalez. Thanks for listening.